Await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bet, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, if you're listening to this show, you can listen wherever you get your RSS feed, iTunes, Spotify, even on YouTube.com slash Games. And if you really, really like us, you could drop us a five-star review on iTunes, or if you really, really, really like us, you could go and donate at patreon.com slash badbit. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is will be Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you? I ran out of breath. That's fine. I did not nail it. It's okay. It's serviceable, but better than that. It it was still great. I'm doing okay. I'm glad to be back in my home for this episode. Last week I was at your house, which was weird. Uh, I have plenty more headroom now, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. You don't look like Gandalf. I don't look like a like a little ant. But that was a fun experiment, yeah. though, because I genuinely did like using Zoom. But the problem with using Zoom is if it's more than three people, you got to pay for it. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's that's ridiculous. Come on, you know what I mean? You know what day and age it is? I don't know. But with us this week is our good friend, host of the Xbox Drive, Mr. Sean Capri. Guys, I'm so happy to be here. I, I get so filled with joy when your podcast pops up in my feed. And to be on the show, I feel like I'm just meeting my heroes. And they say not to do that, but you guys are all right. <laughs> Thank you for that glowing recommendation. Is that all right? <laughs> that, was all is that okay to say? I love you guys. You're the best. We love like, you I can't believe I'm on the, hero? the trophy room. This is a big deal, dude. All right. Okay. Yeah, I was on your show last week. I forgot what we talked about. But now this week, we got some uh, a lot of mm-hmm. news, and I still don't know what we're talking about this week. <laughs> I'm only kidding. This week, we're talking about the leaks out of Naughty Dog. We're going to be talking about the leaks out of Gorilla. And also, what else? Oh, yeah. Assassin's, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Green. Ragnarok. I wasn't looking at the notes. I wasn't looking at the notes. So with that said, with all that out of the way, before we get into the big, juicy, last of a spoiler news, I do need to state this. Uh, before we talk about what we've been playing, if you're on the YouTube end, uh, we've noticed uh, a lot of our PlayStation brethren out there, uh, they've been getting the game spoiled for them, The Last of Us. Uh, so what we're going to do from here until June 19th uh, is we're going to have to uh, disable comments on YouTube because people are outright searching for Last of Us titles just to drop in the spoiler of the game. So... It's really evil. I know, Sean, you're, yeah, you're open mouth. That is disgusting. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I knew that the, the spoilers yeah. and the leaks and everything were a thing. I didn't realize it was that. It was to that degree. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who raised these kids? It's, I don't know. Well, it, they're just miserable. That's that's what we'll get to the bottom <laughs> yeah. of it in a second. But, like, yeah, it, and we've even, like, upped, the, upped our security on all the things. So we have to be we have to be. Uh, yeah, because I'm not having nowadays. a God of War moment with Last of Us Part Two. Uh, uh-uh. I had it spoiled yeah, for me, Sean. Like, don't spoil it for before. me. I'm not done it yet. I, I, won't. I might have an I opportunity won't. to play it soon. But yeah, so don't you dare. I, <laughs> I don't want that same feeling. Again. <laughs> I accidentally spoiled some of Gears Five in uh, our review chat about Gears Tactics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, I just left oh. it in there. <laughs> it's just Oscar. Like, Listen, you had it's what, just nine Oscar. Months? Who cares about him? Know. He was such a who cares character, and I cared about him. I'll spoil it here, too. You know what? what? We'll start with you, Sean, because you talked about the review that you guys just did, which is awesome. Thanks, man. 
which is Gears Tactics. Go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll keep it to a playing. tweet. Uh, I know it's not what everybody in PlayStation Land cares about, but finally we have uh, a first-party game that is that is pretty solid. Played it on the PC mm-hmm. with all the the FPSs and the Ks. I think I've only got Ps actually. I think of that about a thousand or so <laughs> Ps. Um, but Gears Tactics is a good game, man. It's it's moment to moment gameplay is is really fun, and I'm going to be I think streaming it pretty soon here when I jump back onto that front. But um, it's just kind of nice well, in Xbox Land to have Ori and now Gears Tactics as very very solid games in the in the lineup. And we're not you know it's not Crackdown anymore. It's not just Bleeding yeah. Edge is sort of like the arms of Xbox Land, where like it's sort of sandwiched right. in between two solid other like it's just it was just filler. It was there to say that there was a yeah. game. And Gears Tactics is, it's very, very good. And I'm glad to see a lot of positive response to it online. Yeah. And it's Gears of War meets XCOM, XCOM right? yeah. With a lot of heavy emphasis on XCOM Okay, so combat. this is the thing. The, the thing about um, Gears Tactics that really stands out is just how much of Gears comes into the XCOM. So the things that you're kind of like rewarded for doing are the things that you love to do in Gears of War, which is go up behind a, a big locust guy and chop him up from from his butthole all the way up to his nose hole uh with your with yeah. your chainsaw you call it a zipper a zipper of course of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you you by doing that you your your crew is rewarded with another action so you can start to like chain together like where you thought you only had like one move left you get one extra by mm-hmm. this guy executing this person and this this guy explodes this person and you start to get like six moves in a row and it, like you go from just about dying to totally winning the battle and that's a huge. You, you go. You, it's just all about like taking risks and chaining combos. Totally. Together. Yeah, and it's all the things that like cool. it's directly from gears, like the stuff that you like doing, like like popping somebody's head off yeah. with a sniper rifle or chaining somebody, chainsawing somebody in half. It's all, it's all good stuff. It's super fun, man. So, nice. mm-hmm. well, again, go ahead, go listen to that on the Xbox Drive podcast services and all that jazz. You know where to go: iTunes, Spotify, RSS feeds. You know, you know. I don't have to tell you. And Kyle. What have you been playing good, sir? Uh, mostly just Final Fantasy VII Remake. We talked about it on our Road okay. to Greatness episode, so I don't want to go too far in depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Platinum now, which I'm very happy about, for those who have not listened to that episode yet. Um, yeah, it is everything I wanted it to be and more, and I'm excited for the future of whatever this remake series is going to be, because they can go places for sure. Kyle, I have a question about about this game. I have a question, because I've also been playing this. I haven't just been playing Gears Tactics. I've also been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I have a serious, very serious gaming-related question. How turned on am I supposed to be while playing this game? Like, overall. That's true. Well, on the the nipple check meter, you should be, like, half hard. Mmm, a hubby on the nipples. Ooh, yeah, at, at all, all times, times playing that game. Because okay, if, so if, not... if the character interactions are doing it for you, and the character models, it's the sweet, sweet combat. So, like, it, it, they have to be somewhat... Good point. They have to be somewhat there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm loving Who's it. your favorite girl? I mean, that Chelsea doesn't know. <laughs> Me? Uh, Tifa. Yeah. Tifa, I feel like it's a... But, right? But Jessie yeah. is surprising. She kind of just, mm. I'm like, really? Like, I kind of want just like another, she's, she comes in very short spurts, at least at the point that I'm in. And she's just like, she's there and then she's gone. I'm like, mm-hmm. Can I just spend like yeah. one more second with you? I just want to, I just want to ask you one other thing. Like, you know, Jesse's the girl at the college the party that-, that you run into and then never see again. But you always yeah. think about. True. That's mm-hmm. a good point. To me, she's the girl in math class. She's got to flirt with you to get, uh, what, like answer seven on the <laughs> mm-hmm. test. That's what she's going to do. She's smart. She's, you know, uh, for me, just wait until you see cloud in that blue Ooh, dress good <laughs> point <laughs> with that guys listen all right we're gonna get into some sad news but before we do we do have one bit of good news 
and that is we got some new patrons. We're going to start doing the whole Patreon shoutouts again. I'm sorry for the month of April because things have gotten a little bit out of hand, a little bit crazy. Uh, we kind of got, you know, sidetracked a bit. So first and foremost, if you're a patron or if you're not a patron over at BadBit uh, on, on patreon.com slash BadBit, uh, make sure, head on over there. Everything is free at the moment because we get it. You're bored, I'm bored. We have a bunch of new shows for you guys and gals to listen to, uh, like our Road to Greatness for Final Fantasy VII. So if you're into all that jazz, go ahead patreon.com slash badbit does help us out and again uh patreon will be back to normal uh in june that's when we're going to start bringing everything back to its normal pace so with that uh big shout out to our new patrons griffin west and hafsa saeed uh, if i mispronounce any of your names my apologies and our gold uh producers robbie bobby miller himself our silver plus members ray martinez and JB, the purple monkey himself. Again, Patreon helps us out so very much, and it means so much when we see new patrons and activity there. So thank you all so very much. And with that, Kyle, it's time to square up the news. A uh, little bit of uh, sad news for us PlayStation yeah. fans, what we alluded to earlier. PSA, The Last of Us 2 spoilers have apparently leaked. This comes from Joseph Scrabbles at IGN. Naughty Dog has released a message from its official social media account addressing The Last of Us Part 2 leaks, as well as the new, the new June 19th release date. Naughty Dog writes, quote, We know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing or pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others, end quote. Naughty Dog added, the Last of Us Part 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. The Last of Us Part 2 will be released on June 19th, with Ghosts of Tsushima pushed back to July 17th. So, gang, of course we got a lot of thoughts. We got a lot of opinions on this matter. There's a lot to divulge, and there's a lot of rumors and speculation behind these supposed leaks, but from what we can kind of gather uh, through through tweets and some uh, reporters outright just saying it, this was a leak caused internally at Naughty Dog. Uh, a disgruntled employee that was upset about a pay dispute decided that it was going to be taken upon themselves to leak out literally everything that happens in The Last of Us Part 2, because before this, The Last of Us was delayed indefinitely. And we did not have a release date of June 19th. Now we do, but now we also know if you're not careful enough, so please, please, please start muting everything on your social media regarding uh, characters, the game itself, and even misspellings mm -hmm. or adding numbers in there. It's going to definitely help. Um, this, this news sucks. It's awful. Mm -hmm. And I just want to get a gut check in the room. And I'm going to start with you, Sean, because you named your daughter Ellie. Mm -hmm. How does this make you feel? Well, I'm glad that it's in June. I feel like that's the right home for The Last of Us 2. But what I just, I'll never understand people who get off on this sort of thing. Um, I think it's mm -hmm. incredibly immature, obviously, for, for yeah. the, that type of move to happen. Um, I don't think that any time that you leave an organization, you, you should just like, just leave. If you're, if that's yeah. like, just keep it between you and your boss. And if you want to just like burn that bridge um, ind individually, then just do that. I just, I have, the thing is, is like, that team has, and we've, we'll all talk about, like, it, it obviously spoils things for people who play the game and it ruins things for the people who made the game as well. But it really spits in the face of your colleagues as well, that you felt like you were the one who should make this move. Instead of just burning the single bridge, it kind of ruins um, the face of the organization. And it, I don't know, man, I just, I think it's awful. It's What else is there to be said about it? Yeah. 
No, I mean, I you're right on the money. It's like you don't. There's better ways. Yeah. Like you know, when I used to work at GameStop, you know, one person really mad at, at the manager. So what did he do? Took it upon himself to do an upper decker in the toilet. Right. Like the, what do you? <laughs> and he won that personal battle. Like why couldn't you just do a simple upper decker? You know what mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Sean? Yeah, it is. I have to think like how. How, how mature is this person? How how old yeah. are they? Like, what other experiences do they have? And it just screams to me just, like, young person just trying to, like, make a name for themselves or trying to, like, they, they probably feel like they're... they're Be a, a martyr. Big, ex- that's exactly the word I'm dancing around, exactly, yeah. is trying to make a show out of it. And it's not necessary. Yeah. Like, you can have your dispute, and I'm not here to decide whether or not that person was paid fairly or whatever. That's I have no idea. All I know is that I have... I would have had sympathy for that situation, but I have zero sympathy now. Like, they probably got what was coming to them. If this is the way that they act in this sort of situation, they probably did something else that maybe led to mm-hmm. um, a negative situation in the workplace. But Yeah. Jokes aside and upper deckers aside, yeah. Kyle, your your first impressions, first thoughts when you got the news. What a shitty thing to happen. Just Not just for us mm-hmm. as fans that have been looking forward to this. This being, like, one of the biggest games of the year uh, have – potential spoilers out there to to tell us what happens across the story and taking the discovery away from us the players of finding that out on our own but to to the the team that put together and spent we already know how, the crazy amount of hours into putting this game together right. and creating what the story is um, I feel bad for them because if anything from seeing getting more in-depth behind the scenes of some of these studios like I look at the the documentary um, Raising Kratos right from uh, Sony Santa Monica and when they bring the trailer to E3 for the first time to show off and Kratos steps out what a beautiful moment for us the fans to see that but to see their excitement out of how excited everyone else is is just as mm-hmm. equally matched to ours so the fact that once again, the spoilers are taking away that enjoyment from them and their hard work is also just equally awful. It's just, I, yeah. that person who, whatever, like Sean said, like, we're not here to dispute whether they were paid fairly or not or mistreated, but like, that's not how you act in this day and days, especially yeah. as a grown up with a job. Do you guys now know yeah. what happens? I don't know. What I, I, don't I don't know. know. The spoilers. Joe knows. I do not know. I know one thing. Yeah. I know one thing, and it was my... So, real talk. Uh, there was an account that was just outright every single word you can Come you know, on. throw out there to, to to get SEO for you to see it on, on, on Twitter. So, I went to block the account, and one of the main ones was on the pinned tweet. But I just saw... Like, I saw the sentence, mm-hmm. and, like, a, a, a second of the scene, I was like, ah, dang yep. it. But, so, like... My relationship with spoilers, I mean, Kyle, you've alluded to it. You've, you yeah, hate them. With a it passion. ruined your experience with, with, with God And of Harry War. Potter um, back in the day. I told you that off camera. Right. Uh, a friend spoiled yeah. uh, when Snape kills Dumbledore um, for me while I was waiting. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. I'm right uh, here. <laughs> but I was, I, was in the, I was in the middle of reading that book and then he spoiled it for me and I put that book down for a whole year because I was that upset at him so spoilers actively have affected my enjoyment of things and some, in some cases like I rush through things so that way it does not get spoiled for me yeah. yeah, I mean, so like my first thoughts, obviously this person's immature, but like to me, if this is a dispute about cr- the crunch culture in Naughty Dog, um, this is not how you make your side look good. Right. This is not how you make your side look right. 
And I think you really, you, you now have, are going to have a, a vocal uh, force out there going, you know, a, 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 as opposition because of this one person's insane and deranged antics. For me, when it comes to like my relationship with spoilers, it's, they just change your perspective of what's happening. Like, you know, it's not the end of the world for me. If I lose the L, obviously, I would like to go in completely blind. But I'm not losing anything too valuable when that scene happens. So, like, for example, uh, season three of Breaking Bad, the final episode where things get pretty wacky and crazy for Mr. Walt White. Um, when I saw what happened at the end of that season, that was the first episode I ever watched of that show. Mm. I was just like, I need to see what happens here. I need to see how we led up to this point. So, like, you know, at the end of the day, if, like, I see the scene where Joel turns into a giraffe and he starts morphing into one and it's getting fucking nuts. Um, If I see that scene, I don't know. That's out of context. I want to know how he turns into a giraffe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so for me, like walking to Walking Dead. Uh, season one, <laughs> Sean. I broke Sean. I always do. Uh, this is a live like recording of what I what happens when I listen to you guys. Like, oh, we are on the train, and people are like, "What the Pretty hell? Much. What's going on?" Uh, so, like, for season one of Walking Dead, I know what happens at the end of that game. I like, oh, and, and I yeah. played it. Yeah, yeah, and I and I played it. And I was just like, "Whoa!" That that moment, those final scenes, still resonated, still made me tear up like like a like a big big dummy. Mm-hmm. So. For me, it's it's like I know what's gonna happen for sure. It's how we're getting there. What what's gonna that's what's a, gonna that's a good way to look be at the it. yeah. So for me, it's not the it's not the end of the world. It does suck, and I think that person does is is a real goober for doing mm-hmm. it. But my question is this: there has to be also some responsibility uh, to be laid on at Naughty Dog, when we hear in Kotaku's uh, Jason Schreier article um, where, you know, Jason interviewed one person in particular, they're like, we really, there's some of us here that really hope this game fails because the way we're being worked, you know, there are people working in your company that is cheering your failures. And now who knows if that person, because why would you say that? Holy crap. But like, so that, that's a failure on uh, as a company. If someone's working at your company, hoping it goes under or hoping that it takes a hit so it learns that this way of working isn't right, there has to be some some you know some responsibility at Naughty Dog as well for this, right, Kyle? It, this is where it gets tough for me. Like, yeah, I understand that their studio is obviously treating its employees not as well as they should be, right? But I I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't think having something like this happen is a way to bring them down. I think that just brings mm. down the effort of the work that the people already put in. So in my mind, I feel like all those workers going through all that stuff are getting impacted right. more than Naughty Dog as a whole because they're being pushed to the limit. And then their hard work that they lost countless hours of family time and, and personal stuff is now being spoiled and being Indeed. ruined and so the whole yeah. thing just becomes invalidated, and I don't think that will affect Naughty Dog really as much as the individuals that are working there. What say you, Sean? Do you think that there's also some some blame to be put on upper management and Naughty Dog about how they're running their company? I mean, we could read that whole article at, uh, on Kotaku again talking about how, yeah, the crunch culture is intense over at Naughty Dog, right? And people, again, 
rooting for this game to fail so that the company learns. Yeah, I What's the, I don't have a popular opinion <clears throat> on a lot of this stuff because um, the Jason Schreier articles are not two-sided. They are one-sided. And so a lot of people mm-hmm. give him a lot of credit for the journalistic um, integrity and all that kind of stuff. But a, but an investigative piece has both sides, and it's unbiased. But he has an agenda to raise awareness to this, and that's fair to him. He's, and it's a good good agenda, and it's a good thing to draw awareness to. But we need to, when we're talking about these things, like they're probably like I've worked at places that have really that have the exact same thing. People are are burnt out, and they get worked really hard. But you have to think about every single interaction between like a person and their coach or their supervisor or whatever it is. And that's where the meat of it is. And that never comes out in any of this stuff. So I don't and I don't know whether or not maybe it is like 100 percent. It's top down and they're being real dicks about it. But I I have a hard time believing that because so many people choose to work there. And it's more than just I love The Last of Us. And it's more than I love Uncharted and things like that. It's there are good things happening there. And as a, even as an Xbox primarily fan, but it certainly as some, like you said, I named my daughter Ellie. Gamer. There have yeah. got to be good stories to be told within Naughty Dog, and it's frustrating to me that that those aren't being told. At least as a balancing mm-hmm. effort, like we get it, things are tough, and and that story has been well told at this point, but it cannot be the entire story. So it's hard right. for me to really comment on the whole thing without having that that piece of it. No, I think I, listen, it's. I don't think it's like the unpopular opinion. I think it's the opinion we just don't hear a lot about. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Look, you know, crunch culture sucks, but like it's, it is a a very gray issue because there's going to be a point in your life that you do crunch. So once the acceptable amount of crunch, right? right? You know, obviously it's not six months. Obviously it's not weeks on end, but like there are going to be points where you're working 60, 70 hours a week to put, you know, you know, bread on the table or, you know, to get to ship out a product. So to me, the thing that, that, that enters my mind when you say that is like, look, a person who really loves animation and, and has a skill for it, has a knack and has that thirst for it, um, they're going to go out there. They're going to try to be the very best and they're going to put in the hours of work. And if their dream is to work at Pixar... Well, I mean, that comes through hours of dedication of skill and luck. And then when you're there, what is it? It's it's not like a chill out time, right? It's it's now it's time to put the effort in. You know, like when you see a character move and in in, in, in in animate in a Pixar movie, you're just like, whoa, that looks real. Water looks real. The, the hair it moves individually. Like there are things that blow your mind. Well, that's hours upon hours of hard work and dedication. I do think that you're right in in some regard there, Sean, where it's just like, yeah, we do only have one side of the story about crunch. Uh, Obviously, crunch equal bad, but again, there is a more complex conversation to kind of have about Mm. this. Uh, It it is, yeah, it is one-sided. I do believe that. But at the same exact time, man, if most of your studio is just unhappy, there has to be... There has to be a cause to that, you know. And I, I truly so, believe that that the, like it's a short term win to work your your team that hard because they will leave, um, or in this case, that I just I just feel like there's a platform to be had now for for speaking yeah. out about this, and there's a certain like and people are getting a reward out of that, and that's not the the reinforcement I think that should be had. It's um, eventually this sort of thing kind of works itself out in terms of people won't want to work there, in which case you, it's harder and harder to attract top talent, in which case it's harder to yeah. make great games, and then you're selling kind of kind of crappy games. And I feel like there are examples of that throughout the industry of people just not wanting to yeah. work somewhere because of 
whatever whatever culture they have. That's it's like any other other workplace. Um, so I think mm-hmm. it's just longer term then. And that's where yeah. the immaturity comes in to go like, I need an action now. I need to say something now so that this fails now. But, you right. know, just because nothing I'm seeing is changing for me. Right. Exactly. Now and that's fair. That's a very yeah. fair sentiment. I, I totally understand it. But things will more naturally kind of like isn't. take care of themselves. Um, this this yeah. it'd be very interesting to see fast forward in 10 years. What does the future hold for Naughty Dog? But we'll never know yeah. because a lot of it will be um, because of the public outcry and all of this stuff. It's true, and, it, and it does scream like a person that wants to be a martyr for a cause that they are adamant about. And to me, what you what you say is kind of like it's a sentiment for me. I I've been I've watched Lincoln. You know that movie, Lincoln. There's a scene he talks about True North, and a compass will point you into the direction of True mm-hmm. North, and it's talking about ideology. It's like your ideology moves to or, or moves you in that direction. But there are going to be things in your way that you'll have to maneuver around, meaning you're going to have to sacrifice on things. You're going to have to compromise and you're going to have to be patient to get to your destination. Mm -hmm. Because though True North will point you in the right direction, it doesn't account for the obstacles that lay in your way. Yeah. And so I I think when I talk about getting the other side of the story, like I'd love to hear Neil's side of the story here, too, because you have to think about who's running the show and what experience these people have. Neil's been busting his ass off forever. And so when you put that type of person in charge, then that's kind of what the expectation is. And he uh, maybe has to mature as a leader as well to say, maybe that's not the right way to go about running the business. Just because I was able to put in 100 hours a week, that doesn't mean that 200 other people should be expected to do that as well. And this is is where that long game starts to come in. And that's where that side of the conversation, it just sucks that it doesn't, it's not part of it. So... That and it sucks that this is the example that you know you w- you will and there's no doubt about it. Microsoft's going to have a conversation about this. Nintendo's having a conversation. Ubisoft, EA, Activision—they're all looking at this situation, going, "All right, whoa, what do we do?" Right? There's there's going to be an after damage report on this, and they're probably working on it right now. How do do we make sure that this never happens again? Mm-hmm. Which leads to my final my final question here. Um, you know, they said that COVID was the thing that was delaying this game, right? They, they couldn't print enough discs to push this game out, and they delayed it indefinitely. Now, it kind of seems like that excuse is sort of bullshit. It's coming out June 19th. What do you feel about it possibly coming out in a t- uh, uh, an environment where we do have an epidemic, that people are still struggling and are out of work because of Kyle, what do you say that? Because I see a lot of reviews out there with the gears of war tactics. One in in particular of like, this is a great game just comes out at the wrong time. Are we going to start seeing those reviews like that? Oh man. See, I don't know if I agree with that kind of review because I, I I, I think you need to base it on the game itself. Not the, not our, uh, not your mood at the yeah, time. not not what the world is like. Like yeah, the world sucks. Money's tight everywhere, <laughs> but I, I still yeah. think they need to get the game out there for whatever reason. So the fact that it's it was delayed indefinitely and then just magically is now like a month later. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I don't. Maybe they're going for a more digital push. Maybe because that's easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how they could switch it like that after saying indefinitely. Yeah, it was like an overnight yeah, switch. Yeah, it was very quick. Um, yeah, yeah mm. I don't know. 
How about you, Sean? I think what may, what's your feeling? The indefinitely word is the one that I hang up on a little bit. Is that um, yeah. indefinitely just means that it's not defined. It's not like they didn't know when it was. It wasn't inde- indefinitely. A lot of times people hear that and they go like, "Well, that means forever." Uh-huh. Uh, it just means that there is no <laughs> definition to the new date. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really like it didn't really strike me as well. This is soon coming off of indefinitely. It was just like, well, now they have now they have a date. Um, I don't now they have a definite. They date. have a def- Yeah, it's <laughs> it is not indefinite. I guess. Um, yeah. I think I believe every I think I believe every part of their story honestly and I think that they needed to push the date out a little bit to develop more discs but also to hope for an environment in which case people can go buy the discs. You can't go yeah. anywhere to get the, you can't walk into a Best Buy right now. You can't go into a GameStop and everything else. And we we um we were talking a lot about like Animal Crossing and and how its physical sales were enormous and it was one of the last games that sort of like survived all the closures and now everything's done and and um physical sales are down for everything else. So I understand where Sony was coming from on, on the push, but it obviously <laughs> needs to happen and needs to launch with enough distance away from the PS5 to make it a solid PS4 game. So I don't know, man. There's a lot of... I think the world is just frustrated, and it, like it, yeah. we as gamers, we're already frustrated and outraged about everything, and so you lock us all up in our houses and take away half of our jobs. <laughs> like everything's going to bounce up people off the wrong the wrong yeah. way but mm-hmm. i'm here to be the voice Everybody's of reason want a fucking haircut. are we not just yeah. happy that we're getting the last of us and it's sooner than yeah. maybe we thought a moment ago like oh absolutely june is yeah. a great time because that's wasn't that when yeah. the first one came out i'm positive it was yeah june, june 2013 10th, um so it's a mm-hmm. great time i feel like that's where it belongs um and i just can't wait to play that it gives me like a, a nice way to plan for that that date because i'll be pl- i'll be playing that day one man yeah, same here. I uh, again, you could spoil at, at everything. I, I I personally don't don't care too much because it's about that journey. You know, that's that's the reason why I play games. It's uh, it's the reason why I go out and watch movies. It's the reason why we consume everything. Can I ask um, you a question? So, Do you yeah. know if any of your listeners um, like create anything in dreams? Does anybody create anything in dreams? No, in I'm case not, they I'm do, I'm just, I would just like to spotlight something that you said. If somebody could make in dreams Joel turning into a giraffe, I think that would just be a real winner. Joel the giraffe is a that's, – that's something that I want to see, dude. And then whatever like drugs Ellie has to take as she's experimenting, as she's going through her, her young adult years, I, to dream that or see that. I'd say we turn it into a time travel. So the giraffes in the first game are actually Joel. Might be Joel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the, he, he turns into the Toys R Us mascot. Jeffrey. You know? He turns into Jeffrey. Joel turns into Jeffrey. Confirmed. <laughs> Sorry for that spoiler. Damn, ruined um, everything. Yeah, yeah. With that, guys, gang, let's get into some some reviews speculation because you know what? This week's news, wow, not a lot. Kyle, let's square up this piece of news, shall we? Absolutely. This one comes from uh, Sharif Saeed from VG247. Report Horizon Zero Dawn 2 to feature gigantic world and co-op mode. According to a new report from VGC, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, a sequel to Guerrilla Games' 2017 open-world action game, is currently in the works. The news isn't especially surprising. Sony doesn't like to abandon its big series, and Horizon Zero Dawn ended up selling over 10 million copies over its life. What is interesting, however, is that the game reportedly started out as a PS4 title, but was later moved to PS5. People familiar with Horizon Zero Dawn 2 says Guerrilla had always planned for Horizon to be a trilogy, but the success of the first game convinced Sony to commit, and so development began sometime after the first game shipped. 
VGC's report says Gorilla is working on some sort of co-op gameplay, though it's not clear whether that will end being baked in for the entire game or as part of a separate mode. Gorilla had planned for the original game to have co-op, but ended up axing that feature. The developer is so committed to the idea, in fact, it was reportedly working on a standalone co-op game that would be set between the first game and Horizon Zero Dawn 2, with player progress carrying over to the sequel. VGC's, VGC's sources aren't sure, however, if these plans remain. Sources told the site that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is gigantic in its scope, with a bigger emphasis on player freedom and a larger world. Now, Kyle, we already made the perfect Horizon sure Zero did. Dawn sequel. This does seem kind of up our alley. Yeah. I want to know, does this changes uh, or player freedom sounds cute, but like <laughs> the implementation of co-op, that's the thing I really want to dive deep here with you. Does that, does d- nip check on it? Oh. Does that get, get the nip No, it, they're softening by the second. What? <laughs> I'm not a call. I don't so what wanna, do you want to see out of a Horizon I, w- I just Is want it, more Aloy in this world. I don't care if I play with somebody else, honestly. But what if I'm like, what if I'm there with you, Kyle? Joe, I've given up. Let's get real for a second. I've given up playing any games okay. with you. You're Aww. always playing with Luke Lore on Xbox and your Apex and your... What? We were supposed to play Borderlands I'm, 2 together. Actually, you know Kyle, Kyle, and I, you know, Kyle and I will play games together. You're right. Joe go. is always playing games with Luke yeah, Lore. Yeah, I never get a fucking phone call from this guy. <laughs> you know how many texts I gotta send to get an answer? This guy's a diva. He's out doing, doing shows left and right. How dare you, sir? You know? <laughs> I'd love to play a game with you. What if I'm I'm a little Strider companion? I, I'm like a parrot. I sit on your shoulder. I tell jokes. I, that's the co-op part in this Horizon Zero Dawn two game. <laughs> I'd love it. Yes. I uh, no. It, it, bring it back to the game itself. Like I don't want co-op yeah. at all. I want to just play by myself in a single player open world thing. I don't know how a co-op would work exactly. Is it another mm-hmm. Aloy next to me? Because are we gonna fight over who's Aloy in this game? Maybe Beloy. Oh, there you go. You got it. And then Celoy and Deloy, you know. That's right. Deloy. Deloy. Sean, what would you want to see out of a out of a Horizon game because I know you weren't the biggest fan of it, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? It didn't jive with you. Well. I liked it. So what would you want to see? I like the um I like the the mystery of what happened the best out of it. I felt mm-hmm. like all the, the tribal people that I was talking to, I couldn't care I don't couldn't tell you any of their names. I don't care about any of those people, right. but the mystery of like what you're uncovering was just like some of the best. So I was, I would say I was conflicted about, about this game and it was also very hyped up. So I always, I often have a, a hipster like, well, it's not that cool kind of, kind of approach <laughs> to most things. Um, yeah. But this is, it's very interesting hearing Kyle's take on this versus where I'm imagining you're going. And to somebody who plays a lot of Xbox, this is starting to look a lot like what, what Xbox has been known for, which is a lot of co-op versus what Kyle has been used to on PlayStation, which is single player narrative, heavy action adventure game. Like mm-hmm. this is not that. And so his reaction is actually maybe a little bit expectant. I imagine that a lot of people listening will be in, in the same camp, but if you've experienced something like playing gears, gears of war with a friend, it is awesome. It's super fun. And especially if this world is enormous, like I just think about maybe like splitting up, and covering double the ground and being able to kind of work together and coming back to a camp in a way and, and sharing your loot and things like that. That's the thing that kind of that get, that gets me a little excited because we talk about you know the PlayStation Five with this you know super SSD and how you're able to 
create games in a totally new way, breaking barriers, yada, yada, yada. Usually in co-op, you can't stray way too far away from, you know, your partner before things get a little hairy. Now with the next gen, I think this is a great way to implement that new IO technology to say, hey, no, Aloy could be in one side of the map and (laughs) Zeloy could be... (laughs) <laughs> could be on the other side and nothing bad happens, right? You're getting no no frame rate issues. So that's the thing that that excites me about this game is seeing that that tech uh, being used. My question here for you, uh, Sean, you're an Xbox dork, right? We all know it. I make fun of you behind your back about mm-hmm. it. Halo Infinite versus Horizon Zero Dawn. Seems like these two are going to go toe-to-toe. Oh, good one. What... What do you think, average average consumer here, what do you think has the more, more impact? Because to me, as a PlayStation guy, I say Halo. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Now, um, Horizon, is it just rumored to be coming out on PC or is it confirmed? It's coming out on PC. And I can't remember, is that like is, the first is one. very soon? The so what, one. where I'm going with this line of thought is like, had you asked me this exact same question before the Master Chief Collection was released on Steam and on PC, mm-hmm. I probably would have been leaning more towards the PlayStation camp because everybody's loving, like, this game comes up a lot. And it was an instant banger, an instant classic, um, and just, like, a brand new uh, IP. And they just hit it out of the park with this uh, when they were obviously working on Killzone and everything else before. So a lot of potential here. But when Halo hit PCs and then just like dominated and every time they add a little something something to that uh, Master Chief collection on PC, I am reminded of the might of Halo. Mm. Like Halo is massive and I, um, Ryan and I talked about this a little bit on the Xbox Drive um, that will come out the exact same day as our sister podcast here, The Trophy Room, that the, the narrative is changing in Xbox land. It's not cool to hate on Xbox anymore and it's not cool to ha- hate on Gears or, or Halo anymore. It's cool to like them again. And that matters, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're seeing with the with the reviews of things like Gears Tactics, where like it's an eight, but eights used to get slammed in Xbox Land, and now we're celebrating them again. And those mm-hmm. are, it's a it's a good score to have. And so I think um, I think Xbox is on that softer side of things. That Phil Spencer led leadership, people like to like Xbox again. It's not like this is a thing that you have to be ashamed about. Like, well, I kind of like mm-hmm. the Connect or whatever it was. Like, it's genuinely a good <laughs> console again. It's a good platform yeah. to be on. Yeah, that's usually what dorks would say. Yeah, I do think, though, you're correct. <laughs> I think having having a Halo Infinite and then just go, you know, on day and day and, and have it at launch and have it in Game Pass, I think that's the recipe for success. Whereas I think, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, it's out there. It is a instant classic, like you say, but it still doesn't have that billion-dollar franchise money behind it like a Halo does. That's why I think when comes uh, launch of both these consoles, we're going to see another heavy hitter uh, out of PlayStation, <clears throat> either out the gate or around that time, uh, the, that launch window time. I personally do think, I, I my, my heart of hearts, it's not Bloodborne 2, it would be an Uncharted. It would be that other bigger title that I do think could go head-to-head with the likes of, uh, of a Halo. I think God of War could. One of their big... I think oh, God. God of War could with its I mean like I know that most people think of just the last game but like that's a PlayStation franchise you know what I mean like that's like that mm-hmm. game has has evolved um throughout the history of of PlayStation and it has been there for major moments in PlayStation history so I would I'd be a little bit more dicey <clears> about like who do you put God of War up against Halo I'm like I don't know about that like God of War's mm-hmm. got decades just like Halo does mm-hmm. Yeah yeah I think that's why when Joe asked you that question like head to head 
Hey, uh, I almost said Haloy. Aloy versus uh, Master Chief in Halo. Halo's going to win every battle because Aloy is still fresh in, in yeah. video game. Yeah. Just lore, basically. But mm-hmm. I think, I honestly think if PS5 launches with just Horizon Zero Dawn 2, I think that is strong enough to not have another Sony heavy hitter along with it. I think I think yeah. this game, the first game was was pretty great, and I, I think a sequel to it will will be able to sell systems no problem. That's so interesting. I've actually never thought of it in this way. Of like, we are legit going to see some real monsters yeah. coming out on on day one. This is the Nintendo Switch playbook of launching a console. You come out with your best, and it's like, okay, we'll see what we got. And it's it all, even though it's a new generation, it is connected to this generation, and that. The Last yeah. of Us can't be it. Uncharted can't be it because those teams are like, and that game is coming out this year. So what are you left with? And it's like, yeah, <clears throat> Xbox has taken the L for the last couple of years, but like they've been gearing up for a big swing to start this console generation out. Mm-hmm. It's so, I love this. Like, I'm not trying to be like fanboy, but I just love like the moves okay. and everything. Yeah. It's you so come fun. Into my house, you start saying things. I've got my I, look. Can I can I show everybody my my Spider Man yeah. PS4? I won't want it. I don't want to rip it out of the wall. <laughs> No, I mean, no. th- that is another reason why I don't think Sony needs to have another heavy hitter because they'll be like, hey, you could also play Ghost and Last of Us Part 2 on release day of PS5. Yeah. And also, speaking of sequels, let's talk about our next story on the list let's a little bit here. Uh, Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Final Fantasy VII Remake producer wants to keep developing small chunks at a fast pace. Final Fantasy VII Remake's co-director, Tetsuya Nomura, has said that he would like to deliver the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake's story quickly, and to do so would, would require focusing on a smaller portion of the overall plot. The quote comes from an interview in Final Fantasy VII Remake Ultimania, a guide and lore book now available in Japan. The quotes were shared online by Twitter account Ibo and translated by IGN Japan and included this snippet snippet from producer Yoshinori Katasi and co-director Nomura. Quote, it all depends on how many parts we make, said Nomura. If we separate it into bigger chunks, it will take more time. But if we take smaller portions, it can be done on a shorter span. Personally, I would like to deliver it fast, end quote. Mm, seems like a hint towards the future of that <sighs> game. Uh, Marcus O'Neill writes in, with the recent report that Final Fantasy VII Remake's second installment could be smaller than the first, I'm curious, when you guys think it will release? What timeline are we looking at uh, Story to be f- at, for the story to be finished? So, Kyle, yeah. you, you were kind of hinting at this on the road to greatness. Uh, what are your personal thoughts of saying, let's maybe do smaller stories uh, so we could get them out faster? Does that kind of worry you that they're this? This is going to be a eight episode chunk mm-hmm. like, instead of like a you know three episodes. What What do you think? Yeah, I think that's why I'm not into this smaller story thing. I I want them mm. to continue what they did with this first one and not break it down because I don't want eight eight separate games. I want them to have it all in one thing. Uh, like I mentioned, I think it might be a trilogy. Right? I would love it to be a trilogy of games, and so. I want them to take their time. I understand and I appreciate Nomura saying that he wants to deliver it out fast because he knows mm. us fans. We want it like we want it all. We wanted this remake to be the entire game. So I understand and I appreciate that, but I don't want it to turn into having these smaller experiences and then just 
have a big, small, big, small, big, small. Like, I don't want that. I want it all contained in as little and as my other question as for possible. You. I don't want it to be Kingdom Hearts everywhere in 3DS and DS That's and PSP. And... very much concerns me because Nomura's behind it. But my, my other question for you, they also talked about, like, not taking as many risks or, like, changes to the overall story. Does that also concern you, Kyle? Because I know on the road to greatness, you you did like the things that they were trying to do differently. Yeah. Uh, no. And I don't want to spoil it because okay. Sean is still playing it. So like, I'm gonna den. I'm sure there's many people out there that also have not beaten it yet. Cloud turns into a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is giraffe. It's crazy, episode. dude. Um, He's like, oh. I still think they can. <laughs> I still think they can hit the story beats from the original mm. game and still have that little bit of added newness that is in this one. So I yeah, I don't that doesn't bother me too much. Okay. Okay. What say you, Sean? Mm. Of the Connery Capri like the pants. The thing that What say you in this moment? <laughs> the thing that strikes me about this release is that it matters so much to so many people that 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 people are wondering they're having that existential like crisis or or conversation yeah. is this a game of the year contender like it's a remake is it allowed to be game of the year? And I feel like if that same conversation can happen every time they drop a Final Fantasy VII like iteration, then I feel like that's what they've done to do their job. It would be great if the smaller things were actually unrelated. Like it would be great if they had like Final Fantasy VII tactics or something mm-hmm. like that to and I'm I know we're talking about Gears tactics, but I'm actually thinking like about Final Fantasy tactics as like yeah, this yeah. offshoot kind of thing. Um, and also thinking about the way that they did it with with Star Wars, where you had your your main your main titles and you had your 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 other stories. My worry is that when you do the smaller ones, like they're kind of talking about here, is that they'll come across like um, Solo or some of those right. other ones that nobody really cared about. So I just don't. Just so it would just be well. I guess that yeah, Rogue, Rogue One was was good, obviously. Um, Fucking so good. My it's fear is that when it is when it's smaller, it doesn't have the same punch, and then it starts to fatigue a little bit but if they take just an extra year or whatever it is for when it drops for it to matter like it matters right now that's that should be the goal and mm-hmm. i don't think that like final fantasy 7 is so huge in terms of how popular it is and how much people love it that they can turn this thing into a 10-year thing and turn into its own almost like an mcu type of thing that they could have mm-hmm. other other ways of satisfying people's thirst for for more Final Fantasy VII, whether it's movies or like anime or TV or whatever it is, there's so many other things that they could have surrounding this that can kind of tide you along before the next big iteration. And people are so nostalgic still for the original that you know people are still going bonkers over this one that people do want to see the continuation of the story. And if it is like how it ends, uh, I'm very excited to see what the future of the series is, but I also am excited to see how they improve upon this because I don't think this is the perfect game by all means. So to me, I I actually like what he's saying here. Faster, cool. A, a smaller experience, cool. That means less running around stupid side quests, and if it means more linear, that's what I wanted out of this game. That's why I'm not rating it as high as on my imaginary scoreboard. So like mm. for me... I actually dig everything Nomura's saying. The only thing that scares me is Nomura uh, made made Kingdom Hearts what it is. Ah, that is that's scary. <laughs> I do, I don't want a Final Fantasy seven point eight. You know what I mean? I want you know I want a co- coherent title, coherent message, and I want to make sure that there is a a destination that we're hitting at the end of uh, at the end of the series, and we're not going to you know. Uh, uh, eat around, eat around the, the meal. We're just gonna get right to it. 
So with that, Kyle, let's get into the already last story on the list. But Sean, this one is for you. <clears throat> Tamor Hussein from GameSpot writes, The Assassin's Creed Valhalla Reveal. Ubisoft hosted an all-day stream that ultimately revealed the setting of the next Assassin's Creed game. The setting was shown via a unique piece of artwork produced by Boss Logic, an acclaimed artist known for his awesome Street Fighter pieces and, more recently, his collaborations with Marvel and DC. The final reveal was the official title, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, confirming earlier rumors of a Viking setting. The stream appeared to be leaning that direction long before the title was revealed, though, as the artwork showed an ICC, a central figure dressed in furs, with and brandishing an axe, and prominent placement for a raven. The first trailer is said to be coming tomorrow, April 30th, at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Earlier reports have speculated that the next game has been internally codenamed Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. A domain registration for Assassin's Creed Valhalla suggested that could be the title, which turned out to be the case. A Kotaku report from 2019 also included mention of boats, which are seen in the drawings being streamed today, and The Division 2 even hinted at the setting with a series of posters shortly after its launch. Now, this is one of your game of the year right sean uh odyssey, odyssey. at least mm-hmm. game of the generation yeah, that... to be honest with you like it's really up there for me i spent i know you're kyle's giggling over there about bloodborne as usual yeah though, i am when we talk about game of the generation um <laughs> i mean it is but i didn't have it on xbox so i often talk about this game this is this is one of my favorite games and um you know assassin's creed has been an interesting series for me because i i totally ignored it for 17 or 19 games that they released in the the 360 in the early days of it and i i, I often got kind of like I, I wondered what what people were getting so excited about when they're like the, the setting is this the location is whatever and i'm like so what like it's kind of like the <laughs> same you're still just going to be politely like pushing somebody aside in the mm-hmm. crowd whether you're in like london or wherever and then everything changed yeah. with origins and the entire approach to the game the fact that it wasn't um every single year um, the, the characters, I just felt like the characters really mattered and the combat mattered. They changed everything about it. And now this is going to be the culmination of what is really a trilogy of games that it, I'm so hyped for. And I love that they're taking their time. It just makes it feel like it's more of a, more of a labor of love rather than a cash cow. And so I mm-hmm. get, I get hyped when I see things like that. And I think that's why people get hyped when we're talking about final fantasy seven as well is that this doesn't feel, it doesn't feel rushed. And I love the reveal of this too. Like the the hints in the division, I think is really clever. And the way yeah. that they did this today of let's just watch a stream of like, have you, who's done this before? It was so and great. In the age of, of 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 the situation that we're in right now, in the midst of it, like how do you how would you do a game? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how it's like. Hey, how about just take a very talented artist and just have them literally just. Bam! Make it make make the thumbnail right there for everyone. Yeah, that is so freaking awesome, and it's it is awesome to see them thinking outside the box and going, okay, we need to reveal this. We can't do it in a basketball stadium. You know what I mean? Like right. let's 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 kind of uh, let's go back to basics here. And yeah, Boss Logic knocked it out of the park. It looked sick in the beginning. I was I was looking at it going. Ugh. What is this? But it just goes to show you the, like the mastery behind artists that make everything look so great. You know what I mean? It makes me want to do the exact same thing. Like just grab a pad of line paper and a and a big <laughs> pen because I don't have any art tools or anything like that and just scribble <laughs> something together. 
Like the new make a little stick figure. Yeah, I'll do that for like the Nintendo Guru's next podcast or whatever. <laughs> Probably got three more coming. For me, it would just point. be playing a game of Minesweeper and slowly uncovering the the boxes. So good. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, what did you think about the review? I think buddy? it was cool. Uh, I love yeah. Assassin's Creed. Um, Odyssey is something that I'm eager to get back to because uh, I stopped playing mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, I am one of those people that would get freaked out and so hyped for a new location setting. Uh, two is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, and going forward, I've played every single one. So when I saw the the work that Boss Log- Logic was doing on this, and it was weird because the left side of it, I saw those boats, right? And with the blue yeah. setting, it was like, oh, my God, that looks like the God of War cover almost. And I'm like, okay, well, that mm. straight up confirms it's going to be like Vikings and like Norse yeah. mythology or something like that. And I'm like, this is sweet. An open world Assassin's Creed game where you have an axe. It's going to feel pretty damn great. Um, and snow. It'd be cool to have realistic snow settings. Uh, yeah. And just think that this is also coming out. We could assume it's also going to be next gen as yeah. well. It could. This could also be a launch title for PS5 and Xbox Series X. And I should say that now that I'm into the Assassin's Creed series, I do get excited yeah. about the, the yeah. setting and the yeah, location. Right? Like I'm, I'm there now. Like I get it. About Absolutely. The, like with ancient Greece and everything. Like I was like, oh yes, please give me that. And I think this is super interesting. <laughs> I just think I guess yeah. like London didn't really go like. Wow, sure. Can't yeah. wait to go there. Yeah. yeah. Probably looks no for me. I, I have to go back to Odyssey because I really enjoyed it. And then something just happened where I just stopped. I think, no, I think it was Red Dead Redemption came out. And I had to put 60 hours into that boring ass story. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. It's really boring. But, um, yeah, like, it, to me, it is a game that I will be going back to because it, it resonated <coughs> with me in a lot of ways. And I, I hope... I, I think we can assume because of uh, of Odyssey that we also get a female protagonist here as well. Because usually, like when it comes to like Viking like dudes, they just they kind of look silly to me. I would love to see a badass barbarian looking chick with like a mohawk mm-hmm. and just like with a fucking throwing axe. Face you paint. know what I mean? Hucking, yeah. And chucking. Yeah, like that. That looks dope to me. So yeah, this is awesome. I'm really excited for it. To me, I'm really excited about what Ubisoft has done with this IP by just going like, yeah, it's going to be every other year. It's going to be whenever the game's ready and we'll stop making them when you guys stop buying them and seeing that they took that literal with unity and then they went back to the drawing board and made one of the best games this generation. Like you're right, Sean, this to me is a defining game in this generation that when you see the montage of, of, of games that happened this generation, Odyssey is going to be in there somewhere in one way, shape, or form. Now, it's no Bloodborne where the original came out 1,883 days ago. (laughs) Sure. But it's still super important. And again, one that I'm really excited to see because I do like like the idea of this Viking setting and also just seeing, like, being in command of, like, a Viking row ship and, like, just invading, I don't know, northern Britain because I'm... I'm bored, dude. What, <laughs> like, think about the trophy you'll get when you when you kill somebody, put them in a boat, put it off, and then fire a flaming arrow yeah, when you get the funeral. Viking funeral. Hell yeah! Like that's a trophy oh, you can God. look forward to for sure. Yeah, press F to pay respects. Damn. I guarantee you that's <laughs> a story related one. That's got to be part <laughs> <Yep>. of the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. There you have it. Assassin's Creed. We're all hyped I'm for stoked. it. I want to know what you guys think. <gasps> Damn it! I was gonna say in the comments down below. Don't. Rip the comments Discord. for a good month and a half. 
di- well, be careful. Don't come in the Discord. Be careful. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Why, why am I talking? <laughs> Damn it, Sean. <laughs> With that, let's get into, or actually, let's not get into a question. I have a question for you guys, okay? Are you holding on to something? Yes. My butts. All right. Good. Hold on to each cheek, because today we're preparing the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation launches the greatest and latest in all things PlayStation onto the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many awesome games to list. So each host picks a game of their choosing and talks about why they're so hyped for it. My pick is Book of Demons. (laughs) The Book of Demons is a hack-and-slash deck-building hybrid in which you decide the length of quests, wield magic cards, and slay armies of darkness in the old cathedral dungeons. Save the terror-stricken paperverse? All right, whatever. Um, From the clutches of the Archdemon, if you dare, Kyle. Get get it, Joe? Paperverse? Book of Demons? Oh, Oh, so it's not creepy. (laughs) All right. Kyle's pick. (laughs) What did you Uh, pick, A game called Telling Lies, an investigative thriller Mm. game with nonlinear storytelling. Telling Lies revolves around a cache of secretly recorded video conversations. Starring Logan Marshall Green, Alexandra Shipp, Carrie Bechet, and Angela Serafian, and directed by Sam Barlow, creator of Her Story and Silent Hill Shattered Memories. This is like full FMV, cool thrill. Like you're, I don't. It, it's. I remember seeing like a making of video, like when this was announced. I was like, this sounds super cool. I'm just thinking this Fleetwood Mac song in my head. Tell me lies, <laughs> tell me sweet little lies. <laughs> Sean, what's your song? Or oh, I mean, your game that you picked. <laughs> <laughs> So many great games this week, man. Yeah, I yeah. pick I picked Streets of Rage four. Uh, the reviews dropped today, and they all seem banging. Really positive. Uh, really yeah. good. It says the um, amongst the best beat 'em up series ever created, jamming nineties beats and over the top street beaten. The iconic series Streets of Rage comes back with a masterful tribute to and revitalization of the classic action fans adore. I like it. I'm into it. I scrolled. Okay, real talk. I didn't know you stopped. (laughs) Just because I was scrolling through the notes to get to my favorite segment. We got a couple of extra uh, uh, questions this week. And from new people as well. So let's get right into it. Every week, you can usually send your questions in via Twitter, at PS Trophy Room, or the Casa de Badbit Discord server. Or you could pen a letter to Andy House. He used to work at PlayStation, but you know how it works. He's pretty much still there. He's still getting notes at something. I don't know. But each and every week, I go, I steal his mail. And sometimes some other things. This week, we got two pieces of Andy's mail. This one comes from Back From Dead 1. Should Sony PlayStation uh, bundle three months of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now in a new subscription called PlayStation Greatness that you could further subscribe for a discount versus buying separately with a PS5 to promote their subscription-based services? This is a great question, and as we get... Uh, as we were getting into the show, Benji Sales dropped a awesome number. It looks like uh, Microsoft, when they start selling stuff, we'll actually talk about, it. about things. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it now. 10 million 
uh, active subscri- subscribers to uh, Game Pass, which is huge. That's buku money That's right $10 there. $10 million because yeah. they gave them all away for a buck each. Yeah, I mean, I mean, first, what do you think about the ten million number? Do you think it is a little bloated because they're giving it away for free practically, or what do you think when it comes to the PlayStation Five when it when it re- when it gets released? Do you see them kind of packaging in PS Now for three months to get people hooked onto the the service the way Xbox is having? No, I think it's. I, I don't think that it's bloated at all. I think it's a. This is the cost of acquiring customers is either discounts or marketing dollars that you're expending things like that mm-hmm. so it's not bloated at all it's like how do how how else do you, you can't just hope people see value in it like obviously there is but there has to be uh, Sean, I'm gonna stop you there if that's, that's the case then that destroys my narrative that game pass off yeah i know well sorry man <laughs> sorry dude but i think <laughs> to, to playstation's sick. credit like they haven't had to do that they haven't had they haven't been forced to do that just yet but as soon as they did there's value to be found in as, as like they even slice the price in half and they saw subscriptions go up as well. So people want this type of service. And yeah, no, I think it's it's great for, for Xbox. I'm very curious. I don't know if we have a number on the PlayStation side, but I feel like that number somehow would be bigger for some reason. I expect No, that. it's definitely, I, I think. Or are we talking about hundreds of thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's like a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we've we've ballooned up to about a million in, in, in change. They really do need to do more with this service. We keep echoing it. They, they, the current state has gotten better, but it needs to be improved because Game Pass is, is just a better service. Like there's no ifs and or buts about it. Like for me, I have not, I, I, I think I even said a couple episodes before, but like I just realized PlayStation is the last platform that I play games physically on. Like my Xbox is literally just Game Pass machine. Yep. I don't I've not bought a Xbox game since God knows when. I don't know why you would. And my Switch is I don't even know why anymore either. And I think I will bring a question over to you in a second, but like my Switch as well, just digital, digital everything. Now, do you think though it is maybe something that Microsoft needs to do in the future where I see a lot of people with like with the Red Dead Redemption announcement, which is huge. Congratulations, uh, Microsoft and Phil. Um, a lot of people go, man, I ain't going to buy another, you know, triple a game on an Xbox console. I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is a, a worrying sentiment that you're beginning to hear now? No, I don't think it's worrying. I think it's exactly what they want. Like, I think that they are trying to convince people to lock in on a long-term, like, dollars out of my wallet commitment for a long time because that's way more dependable on that revenue than maybe you'll buy this game, maybe you won't. Maybe it'll, maybe this big game will come out on the same day as something else comes out, in which case we we miss you. Like, there is so much that lands on trying to get the customer to buy a game on that day one. It is so important in that week one um, that you'd almost go, well, if I didn't have to worry about that day one quite so much, then I'm in a better spot. And that's exactly where, mm-hmm. where Xbox is going. And this is their strong suit. Like, people often love them and they say, like, services. And it, the word almost, like, loses its meaning after a while. But, like, they started Xbox Live. Like, they were the ones mm-hmm. who said they sh- you should have a high-speed internet connection on your Xbox 360, even though nobody has high speed or i'm sorry even on the the original on the original xbox they were so in front of the game and they continue to benefit from that in a lot of ways that playstation benefits for being the first in a lot of things that they were first in but being Mm. online like that 90 million xbox live subscribers is the number that jumped out to me as like Mm. that's insane so they just continue to let me ask you a question let me ask you a question. It, it goes a little bit further than than uh, PS Now and, and it needing work because we, we again being a dead horse here. It does. It needs a little bit of. It's already dead. Uh, 
My question for you, Sean, what does PlayStation have to do to get you back in their boat? I never is left. It, is it... I'm still in the boat. Oh, you left. I never You're left. You're a goddamn traitor. <laughs> I, I, I bought Final Fantasy VII Remake. I bought Death, uh, Death Stranding. I have, like, I bought all the games. I don't know what more you guys want. We buy two PlayStation Plus Ray doesn't believe you, and honestly, Ray's, Ray's convincing I know, me I know nobody. I know nobody believes me, but we, we spend at least $150 on subscriptions a year in this house. God. Well, my question for you, what's it going to take for you to turn the Xbox drive into the you know, the PlayStation track. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what's, what, what is it going to take for, for you to be as enthusiastic as the, as you are for Xbox at, for, for PlayStation? It's honestly, it's, that question is more about like, um, when is my po- PlayStation podcast starting? It's just like, whenever Kyle quits, I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll be right here. It's, I'm You're next in line. Fucking ice. I'm next in You're line. Thin fucking ice, Scott. <laughs> I mean, I Sean, like, I, we could just get together and cut Joe out too. You know what that's I mean? True. Mm, that's I have true. options. Cut me out of the fucking thing. I totally have I, options. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I mean, Chelsea and I are going to play Fallout 76 tonight. It's date night. We're going to yeah. play Fallout 76 on our PlayStations tonight. So, you know, it's I, I get a lot of shade about the whole, like, Xbox thing versus yeah. PlayStation. I've bought Same more here, Playstations man. than most listeners, all right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we, yeah. I no, I get a lot Destiny. of shit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle hits me every every time we're all fair. He's like, you played on Xbox, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, mister, I didn't. He's like, I could smell it off your goosey heads. You know what that means? I'm like, no, please don't. He's like, that's a slap in the mouth. And I'm like, ah, the furthest from my character ever <laughs> right there. He's, you know, he, he's a real threatening force. But like, that's what pe- like, I, I don't know, Kyle, if you get it too, of like, what's going to rip me away from PlayStation? Well, like, I- I'm enjoying myself yeah, here. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people are like, like, yeah, Game Pass is great. Uh, I'm not going to diminish it. I just like playing on my PlayStation mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's. I, I like Last that's of exactly Us. exactly what it is. I, like, I, I play my playstation more than anything else even my switch like it's yeah. that's where i enjoy playing and yeah i, I yeah. think this bundle of the ps plus and ps now is a great idea uh as someone yeah. who just bought ps now for a year because it was on sale for 45 bucks um fuck it was smart yeah i think today's the last day joe so if you want it Ooh, sorry listeners I might help but, <laughs> but yeah yeah no that's awesome especially in a time where games yeah, are gonna I... be not as out, trickling out you know what i mean like yeah. What better way to go to PS Now and play the backlog of stuff that you missed? Yeah, because like all they really need to do for me is just like, hey, listen, you know, once a first party game graces PS Now, it stays there instead of like this bullshit. It's there for two and a half months. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Spider Man. Like, give give me a, a hard, stead reason to stay yep. here. Uh, that that's gonna hook me into that ecosystem for a long time. That's what they need. I just don't think they have that yet. Mm-hmm. But like what Sean, like you said, they don't need to. They the game's so fucking buku. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, first game of that that series, ten million plus units. Like crazy. They don't need. They don't need that approach. With that, let's get to the final question. Okay, it's Antonio who needs more sleep. Please, Antonio, oh. fucking take a nap, man. Antonio, Energy yeah, drinks. He's losing. He's losing it, man. He's losing his He's marbles. He's got a baby He's girl, man. Crazy. Have you seen his baby exactly. girl? Exactly. Beautiful. I, I don't know about that. I don't know if I if I'm losing sleep over something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about kids. Anyway, one. <laughs> if Xbox was a car, what kind would it be? 
This one's for you, dear Mr. Capri. Uh, I'm thinking an economical Honda Accord. If PlayStation was a car, what would it be? I'm thinking a Subaru Sport with a tail spoiler and a loud muffler. Sean, what is what is the car okay. on the logo of the drive? Okay, so um, I actually don't know what that car. No, no, I don't know what that car is. Uh, Adam Leonard would would be better suited to answer that question. I'm he's close on the on the um, on the Honda, but I would actually put the yeah. Honda for PlayStation. I think PlayStation is the prelude, like a 1992 mm. Honda prelude, like really like just with with ground effects and two subs in the back. It. Mm. it is so cool. It's just sickening how cool it is, and that's why I can't yeah. play it because I'm not cool enough. <laughs> that's um, true. But the Xbox is going to be like a McLaren or something. It's going to be the most powerful, the most powerful car there is. You know, with all the sure. terror, the, the car with the most teraflops. Honestly, which like here's how you get Model me T, uh, on, Tesla on on, a, on an Xbox podcast. If the Xbox was like a DeLorean, I'm there. Mm. <laughs> Forget about everything. You give me a DeLorean, Back to the Future two, like that's the dream. Yeah, like, I'll make it a Batmobile. Dream, like some people, but, but this question doesn't even make any sense. I'll make it the Batmobile. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, PlayStation's the bike dream. from ET. Ooh, that one fucking flies. It flies, dude. dude. Thank you. It wasn't a knock. Because <laughs> like my biggest dream Sweet in life, and I'll know I make it, uh, is if I get a, uh, a Back to the Future DeLorean again, Back to the Future Two, and one night I'm just like I'm gonna speed, and then the cops. You know, you know, I get I get a, a ticket for the cops, but like as they're they're chasing me, I just turn the lights off. Like I hit the nitro, and like you get the Back to the Future, like and then just turn the lights off, and then they'll think I've gone back in time. I love how disappointed <laughs> Kyle is, and Kyle should be disappointed because you walked into this one. The the DeLorean from from Back to the Future Two, you dump garbage into it. All right, it's fueled on garbage. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead, have it. The one that, that eco friendly garbage. That's eco friendly. Yeah, that's true. You got a Mr. Coffee Machine on there. Joke's on you. Mm, that was Spaceballs. Right. I'm the next Elon Musk. Oh, was God. Was it? Oh, quarantine's no, getting no, to No, no, I think Joe. Mr. Coffee was awful. <laughs> Call it Mr. Okay. Coffee. <laughs> Kyle, what's the PlayStation card? I, to you, I don't know. I'm awful with cars. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a pun this entire time. It still has not come, come to me. Uh, I was thinking like Xbox, and then again, this is not a knock. I'm thinking in terms of like mm-hmm. having Game Pass, making sure everyone can play. Like a minivan with like a cooler with orange slices, like a mom bringing to the game. That's a knock. That's that is a not knock. a knock. It's not a knock. That's... You pay you pay a subscription hey, pass, and everyone can play and have fun and enjoy you know what themselves. Make, I take back my answer. I'll, I take it should be like an American muscle car. It should be some sort of like Camaro yeah. or Mustang or something like that. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I could dig a mm-hmm. yeah. And then like since Sony's Japanese, uh, it would be. I think like, oh my god, you know what it is? It's a Mitsubishi. From from uh, Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. one of those cool ones with the dope ass spoiler. Oh, the Eclipse! Remember the yeah, Mitsubishi yeah, Eclipse? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude! Th- these cars Give are so lame. Points. That's the best part about this whole question is that these cars suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If anybody drives these cars, I'm super jealous. I wish I had your car. Yeah, right. Also, Antonio has one question: If my child grows up not to like video games, should I still love them? Sean, you have two kids. Yeah. What if you find out Link's he, just like no? He should have. I think it. it's actually it maybe too late for you, Antonio. And I'll look right into the camera for this one. It might be too late because you're supposed to do it like the uh, like the ancient Greeks in Sparta that they would do, and they would look at the they look at the kid up and down like they're just brand new. Like, does he like video games? And if there's any <laughs> sense that he doesn't like video games, over the cliff. Oh shit! Just eat some. <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? Should we eat this kid off a cliff? <laughs> like video games. 
I feel if I don't say yes, I will also be yeeted off a cliff. So sure. <laughs> just, eat just eat something. <laughs> that has been the trophy room. But before we go, let's plug, 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 and get the hell out of here. Sean, you go first since you've been an amazing guest. Oh, like today. like always, I like to plug myself. Who dat ninja seventy three on? Wait a minute. Oh, that's Kyle. Uh, I listen to the show a lot. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And if you even like video games just a little bit, you might want to check out the Xbox Drive. It comes out on the same day as this. You can listen to the show first if you like, and then jump over to the Xbox Drive. It's thirty to forty minutes. We have a super fun time, and we read your questions, and I really enjoy it. So if you guys want to check out the Xbox Drive, it's the Xbox Drive on Twitter and all the podcast feeds etc kyle you're next who that ninja 73 on twitter and uh, and on psn uh you can find my show about the kind of funny community called best friends talk funny at bfs talk funny on twitter and if you're ever in new york after all this craziness kind of nyc.com and you can find this show over at Bad Big Games. We're talk about all things games, news, reviews, and unboxings. You can find this podcast over on iTunes, over on Spotify. And if you could give us a five-star review, we're three five-star reviews away for the magical number that is 69. So that would be greatly appreciated. Again, if we get them, we will read them on the show. And if... If you're not from North America and or America itself and you give us a review, please make sure to screenshot it and send it to us at the trophy uh, PS Trophy Room on Twitter. We'll read that on the show. So usually I check Canada, the U.S., and Great Britain. So if you're in outside those regions, please, again, PS Trophy Room, send it to us. We'll read it on the show. Everybody has a fun time. And so with that, again, you can find me, Mr. Badbit, on Twitter. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.